Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another Tej Talks podcast episode in 2020. Well, I hope I don't release this in 2019. That'd be mad awkward. And welcome to everyone on YouTube. If you're not following me on YouTube, Tej Talks Property, hit me up. Right, so I recently, me and Pippa Mitchell, co-hosts of PPN Knightsbridge, invited along someone special to our, everyone special, but to our PPN Knightsbridge event uh, every second Tuesday of the month. Uh, and we had David McCourt, who is a billionaire telecoms entrepreneur, like multiple billionaire. I'ma call you Billy. And he has a really cool accent, like a really strong kind of like Boston and kind of accent. Um, so it was really interesting listening to him. Um, but I thought I should share my lessons from a billionaire. I got to sit next to one, this rare breed. Um, and me and Pippa asked a few questions of our own, but we took a lot of questions from the crowd, mainly because people wanted his free book that we're giving out, which is a really good book. Uh, it's called Rethink by David McCourt. And he's also been on Rob Moore's podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. So you may have seen him from there. If you haven't, check him out. Really interesting guy, like really different character to maybe what you'd expect. Now, I wanted to share some of the lessons that he shared with us. Um, for those of you who couldn't make the event, and even if you could, a nice little recap, uh, because I think, you know, when you reach these certain milestones in life, millionaire, billionaire, whatever, or, you know, even before that, 100k air, 500k air, like, you learn different things that people at a different stage don't know to you, right? Like, a billionaire knows things that a millionaire doesn't, and then a millionaire knows some things a billionaire might not, and they know things that, you know, I don't know plenty of things and they've been through plenty of things so what's really interesting was that like yeah he, he was very humble very chilled um you know you know he had so many stories from his life like just like one of the kind of people you could sit to have dinner with all night and you'd just learn so much and you'd just go on an interesting journey of his life so i really liked him uh and you know he came early so he got to see so, like, some of us present which is pretty cool um, but look, the first thing and the first tip that he gave was like, think bigger. So he kind of got us thinking that, yes, we, we want passive income when we're building property or real estate portfolios and we're doing our businesses and we're, you know, we're doing our thing. But actually he was kind of encouraging us to think sort of more about the world and, and in, in, in twofold. One, as I guess, like a sort of philanthropist, you know, like actually how can we help solve problems in the world and what big problems are there out there that we should fix but actually he was also saying like think about those big problems as business opportunities what's that one of the biggest problems right now climate change right without a doubt if you don't believe in it i think you're a fucking idiot i just have to say that because there's these people who are like climate change is a lie the scientists are making it up y'all are stupid okay it's happening right and the evidence is out there so he kind of said, look, you know, 
yes, this is a big challenge and a big problem and one that, you know, people should be solving. And he was very, he was like, young people are going to solve these problems, you know, is what he was saying. And he was saying, look, there's an opportunity here. Now, he, he wasn't saying, oh, you know, take advantage of the environment and make loads of money. What he's saying is there's a business opportunity here to, yes, make money as a very small part of it, but actually an opportunity to change the world and fix the world and make it a better place. So he was saying, yes, whilst you're doing your businesses and your property and all these things, just think, you know, what big opportunities are literally right in front of my face every single day that I could fix or I could change, you know, things like poverty, uh, things like the global nutritional crisis or, you know, whatever. There are bigger problems out there that need our attention and our brain power that maybe we should contribute to somehow. And if it's not starting your own business, maybe it's helping another business or, or raising awareness. But he said, look, think bigger. In addition to that, he says, rethink. So rethink how you do things. Um, because there's an old way of doing things and there's a new way of doing things. And I'm not saying which one's better. You know, you can take lessons and learnings and improve from old, new, mid, whatever. But I think what he was saying is that like, you know, old businesses, and this is another one of his points, well, not old businesses, a lot of businesses now seem to be extracting value from their communities or their environments or whatever. And his point was, you know, rethink that and actually add value to your communities and to people. You know, if if you can have a business that adds value and or just adds something, it enriches someone's life, you're in a much better position than you are by extracting from them. And hey, you may make more money by extracting, it's easy, but that's not what he believes is the future or is the way to to roll in business, basically. In addition to kind of the rethinking aspect, he has built, you know, telecom systems and is building telecom systems where, you know, people never thought they could, they could be. He's invested all over the world in different cultures, different environments, like all over the world. And so another kind of point that I got from him was, look, like the limits, the barriers, the ceilings, who sets them? And why can't you smash through them? You know, just because it hasn't been done before, why can't you do it? You know, you know what I mean? Like, I guess a lot of things have been done before, but a lot of things haven't been done before. And I guess on that topic, and this is in his book, he says, like, you want to be able to, you should, you know, if you've got a problem or just generally, like, imagine the future. Imagine the future where that problem is fixed or solved and then work your way back from how did we solve that? How is it right? How has it been fixed? He also says, imagine, like, you know, what kind of problem do you think is impossible to fix? And imagine a future where it's fixed and then work back from that. But also at the same time is like rethinking is like rethink how you rethink how you frame what is possible. You know, as an entrepreneur, I think we all have to kind of believe the impossible is impossible to an extent, you know, to, to be successful. And he was saying, rethink how you frame, you know, impossible and achievable. Another thing which kind of stems from the extracting or adding value is empowering your people. A lot of old school businesses don't do that, but a lot of new school, like let's say Monzo, Starling, um, I don't know, all these cool hipster shortage startups and all these cool companies, a lot of them empower their people and have great cultures. Uh, and like, that's where you want to be. You want your people to come into work, feel empowered to do their job at the best of their abilities. You don't want them micromanaged. You don't want them uh, you know, looking over their shoulder. You don't want them feeling like a tiny cog in a huge machine. You want everyone to have purpose and drive and meaning. And a really good book on that as an aside is Daniel Pink. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Drive. 
but it kind of explains what humans want. And if you read that book and you kind of listen to what David McCourt says, I think if you have a company full of people, you can empower them to make decisions and to just be more of a boss. You know, you are the boss. Yeah, got it. But if you have a lot of little sort of bosses within their own niche and within their own mind, they're empowered, you're going to just, it's just going to be better. And, you know, I, I, I don't think it's difficult to do. I think it can be more time consuming, more thought consuming. And a lot of maybe old school, you know, people or old, old school thought processes are like, oh, why would we spend money on this? Everyone's happy. They've got a job. And it's like, mm, you can get a job these days. If you're good, you can get jobs. If you're a software developer and you're listening to this, you know you can get a job in a second. Yeah, I used to be a recruiter. Y'all get jobs like it's nothing. And the same goes for many other professions. So, you know, this whole like, ah, oh, they've got a job, they're grateful. It's bullshit, it doesn't work anymore. Like, you know, you, you have to empower people to be the best they can be and do the best that they can do. And I think it, we don't need... David McCourt to tell us that, like we need to tell ourselves that it's obvious, right? People do better work when they're happy, when they feel a real part of the business and the company, right? Not everyone is going to come take your throne. Not everyone wants to be self-employed. You know, you could make someone your managing director or whatever, and you might think, oh, they might leave me in six months. 90% of people don't want their own business. It's very different running your own business than, you know, running someone else's or being a part of it, right? Another one, which is, which is so simple, is be happy. You know, and this is, I guess, a stoic principle as well. We are in control of our feelings and our perceptions. You know, if something happens to us, how we judge it is how we judge it. Nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so, Shakespeare said, essentially copying the Stoics. And if, you have, if you don't read Stoic philosophy, check out books by Ryan Holiday. They're amazing. But what he was saying is like, make that conscious decision to be happy. Like, why not? It's in your control. Like, yes, you know, your job's crazy, you're... Your property business is crazy, every, you know, but you, you know, like you have a choice to be happy or not. And look, I'm not trying to say, you know, if someone's died, oh, go be bloody happy about it. I'm just saying in general. Right. And I think, you know, with this, because someone said to him, how are you sort of so happy and chilled and stuff? Is he said, because I love what I'm doing. You know, again, that that classic thing of if you if you love what you're doing, you know, your job, you'll never work a day in your life. It's cliche, but, you know, is it true? sort of I think like if you were doing something you love and if you're so passionate about it then it's gonna get you through the tough times yeah goal setting and 10xing baby and all this shit will help you but if you love something you will keep doing it even when it gets tough think about your partner your kid your family member how freaking irritating can they be right like you still love them you still want to spend time with them you still want to chill with them even though they annoy you and it's the same thing with your job. If you love it, you will you will keep doing it, you know? Um, and maybe those of us who aren't sort of loving what we're doing need to change what we're doing or change the way we are doing it because we might love something but not actually, you know, realise it. Like, when I started property, uh, honestly, I was unsure, like, am I going to like this? Is this going to be something I can do for a long time? Like, is it another freaking you do it and then you leave because you don't like it kind of thing? And actually, for the first part, I was like, I wasn't sure. But then as soon as I got to, like, the sort of refurb stage or the interior design stage in particular i was like nah yes no yes that makes sense i was like yes i know this is something that i can do and i'm gonna love and that's what drives me another house cool another kitchen another bathroom all right another another color scheme that's what drives me on a micro scale um and i didn't discover that straight away and you may not 
So, you know, as Gary Vee always says, you know, we're all lost in college and trying to find ourselves and like, yeah, all this shit. It's true. It is true. And lastly, David is not a big spender. Uh, you know, with that kind of money, you, you can buy a couple, you can buy a couple bits of, couple, you know, rolls of Parmigiano cheese from Whole Foods. You know what I'm saying? Like you're living your best life. Yeah. Your best, best life. Your best, best, best life. Um, but he doesn't spend that much. He gives a lot of it away, makes it again, gives a lot of it away. And essentially his kind of motto and message was, ain't that deep, you know, like he didn't say that, but money is not everything. Money is, yes, it's a vehicle. Yes, it can bring you happiness. Yes, it can bring you freedom. But like, actually, there's a lot better things you can do with that, you know, like help other people with it. And he he wasn't driven by the money. Like no one really asked much about the money, but you could just tell in everything he said, it was it was as if, you know, if you listen to him, you ne- you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell his net worth or anything. You because he just didn't mention money in in any way, which in of itself says a lot about him and his approach, right? Like that money ain't that important. And I think it's easy for him to say in his position, of course, with lots of it. And I think for most of us, we may disagree right now. And when we get to the position of having lots of money, we'll probably be like, oh, yeah, it's not all that. Like with anything, right? Um, the craving is like the strongest part of it. When you get it, you're like, mm. but you know, and I agree with him, but I also agree that, yeah, look, it is going to buy you freedom. It is going to buy you ha- happiness to an extent because you're free. You can have nice things. You can have marble everywhere. You know, you can go to Whole Foods, Waitrose, 10 pounds for like a piece of chicken, madness. Uh, but you know, his kind of thing was give, give some of it away. Um, especially when you get to that level where you have it in abundance, you know, are you going to need that much? You know, if you've been an entrepreneur for so long, right, you've been skint, you've been broke, you've been like living at home, you've done whatever. And when you get the money, are you suddenly going to change your mindset and splurge? You're a bloody entrepreneur. No, you ain't. Like, yeah, you're going to get some nice things. But like, come on, we all know the entrepreneur's curse is like, oh, money. Okay, let me reinvest that. And then you're like, okay, when do I even get to spend the money from it? Oh, I'll reinvest it. I know that's not all of us, but that is like the entrepreneur's curse, right? So those are my lessons from David McCourt, from Billy. I hope they've been useful. If you don't come to PPN Knightsbridge and you're in London, I honestly don't know what you're doing with yourself. Um, So get yourself over to there. And if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, Tej Talks Property, please do. Please also leave a review for the podcast. And again, my passive investments and earn and learn investments are open. I've recently built my earn and learn exclusive content library. Uh, as part of the offering to people, how to price refurbs, how to refinance, how to go to auctions, how to read legal, everything is in it. So if you want to be a part of that, or you just want to invest because you've got money sitting around doing nothing, please let me know. Various options are available. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.